Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. This is Emily. I'm Veronica. And this is episode 27, maybe? 28. <laughs> 28. 28. Holy moly. <laughs> episode 28, and we are here to talk to you today about the autumnal equinox here in the Northern Hemisphere, which is actually my favorite time of year. I love this turning point when everything is starting to shift energetically into the dark months um it's just i don't know it's a really powerful time i feel like so do you like the fall i i love the fall um it's you know it's changed a lot for me i was born in the fall me too so it's (laughs) i know we're both so it's definitely like what I'm drawn towards and, and just the, the changing of the, of the seasons, um, the leaves and the pumpkins, like, like it, it has this whole, you know, whole nother feel to it, like cozy and like going home, like wanting to be at home and, um, make things. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, and you know, we've got Samhain coming too. So there's that, the veils are thinning. And so there's this feeling, this otherworldly feeling, you know, as Samhain slash Halloween um, comes through. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so the autumn equinox is actually the official turning of the season. So it's when we actually shift into the fall season um, it's the first day of autumn and it is also the shift from the light to the dark. So we feel, you can start to feel that shift beginning to occur as we hit, you know, August, you start to feel the days, even though the days are getting shorter, they're not, the sun is still longer. The days are, <laughs> the light is still longer than the night. <laughs> That's what I was going for there. Um, but the equinox is really that that pinnacle of shifting. Just as in spring equinox, we feel that shift toward the longer days and longer, you know, more light. Boy, I'm really rambling here. But the point I'm trying to make is this is the moment when we are in perfect balance. And then from there on out, our nights are longer than our days. Mm-hmm. Whew. That was a very very long-winded way to get that point across. (laughs) We we have essentially on the equinox equal amounts of light and dark. So, I mean, we can take, we can take that as to like, you know, how, how is that inside yourself? Like, how do I need to bring balance um, inside myself um, in the the equal parts of my shadow and my light? Um, and then how to bring that more into balance in alignment with the season, really. Yeah, and the other thing I, I like to think about is um, this being the second harvest of the three harvest festivals on the Wheel of the Year. And thinking about what am I harvesting that's going to carry me through these dark months, right? What are the things that I am harvesting, not just like food-wise, you know, because in ancient times. That's what people were doing. They were harvesting, they were preserving, they were figuring out how is, how are our crops going to help us get through this winter? 
but also just energetically, you know, now we don't have to, most of us don't have to worry about our crops being the thing that fuels us through the winter. But what are the crops that we are sowing emotionally and in our day-to-day lives um, that will help carry us through those darker months? Because those darker months can be difficult. Um, You know, a lot of people suffer from seasonal affective disorder. They have these, you know, longer nights. There's not as much sunlight. You're not out as much. Um, You're turning your attention more inward, which like for Veronica and I, we're like, yes, that's so cozy and awesome. And whoo, I like it. But some people are negatively impacted by that. And it's really important to think about what am I harvesting right now that I can use to nourish me and light me up during the dark. Nice. And uh, like with that as well, with the harvest is giving thanks for what the summer has brought you as the, as the summer is coming to a close Mm -hmm. um, and reflecting back is giving thanks for what you have harvested this summer, whether that's actual food from your garden, whether that's more peace and calm during this crazy time. Um, (laughs) Maybe, maybe it's one or two tools that you are like, wow, this is actually you know, helping me right now, or, you know, whatever that is, you know, is giving thanks for the summer and what you have, what you have, um, I guess, reaped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can definitely think about this as being the witch's Thanksgiving, right? This is the time when we're, we're grateful. And uh, I mean, we're grateful all the time, but this is the time where we actually make space to be grateful for what we're harvesting. Um, and what has come to fruition after all of our hard work. And, and I also think that, you know, as Ronka mentioned, this has been a, kind of a crazy time. This is an unusual year. Um, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. You know, there's a lot of natural disasters happening. And I feel like right now, gratitude is a really, really important piece of the medicine that we need to carry us through um, when we start to feel funky or challenged gratitude is like you know it's like that quick fix of like oh wow look what I do have look at what you know can fill me up I mean I was just telling Veronica before we got on here like I have this cat who I love and I'm grateful for her every day she came to me in in kind of a weird way at the most perfect time in my life and there's a whole story about that which I may have told so I won't retell but I love her so much that sometimes it makes me cry because I, my heart just gets so full. And this is just an example of gratitude. Like here's this being that I get to share time and life and space with who I have such an intense relationship with (laughs) that fills me up. And here's this medicine, right? So when I'm feeling sad and she comes over and sits in my lap, it's like the light switch goes on of joy and happiness and gratitude because I have this connection. And I think that that is something we can all harvest right now at the Equinox is what are you grateful for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Emily, I was reading actually about, um, about this time of year and they said on, on this website about Mabone, which is also the fall Equinox. And um, some people pronounce oh, it Mabone, right. and some people pronounce it Maybon. And I looked Maybon. it up. Maybon. 
which originally they're saying that the American Thanksgiving was on October 3rd and it was changed. Um, and so it, ma it made me think about, you know, this is a time when the harvest is coming in um, November, it's kind of past at the, at right here in our, you know, in the US. Um, but it just kind of made me think about, oh yeah, that's right. Like this, this is a time of Thanksgiving. You said the witch's Thanksgiving. I'm like, this is a time of Thanksgiving and giving mm -hmm. gratitude. Um, being halfway through the three, you know, it's like we're right in the middle of three harvest festivals. So you're like, okay, like I had the big flush of the summertime and now, um, you know, we're coming, we're going to start sloping down to the other side, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Did it say what, whatever you were reading, did it say why they changed? It didn't. It said, it said they, that it was changed, like, because it was changed towards the end of November and that that was less appropriate. That's all it said. It didn't say <laughs> why they did it. So it was a less appropriate since it was past harvest time like almost to winter, you know, um, where you're not really getting that much from your garden, if anything. You know? Right. Especially in most areas. I mean, here, you know, in yeah. Northern California, we're a little more temperate and we usually haven't quite had our first freeze at that point. Or if we have, we've just had like one or two, but you know, many places that they already have snowfall at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. And then <laughs> talking about Mabon. So I've always pronounced it Mabon and <laughs> Veronica's always pronounced it Mabon. And uh, this is actually a god, right? Am I right on this? Yeah, he is a god. He's a Welsh god. Right. And he, what some people, what I've read was he's a child. So he's not like a full grown man, but he's a child of light. And he's the son of the earth goddess. So he's got those two sides, the light and the, the I guess, dark, meaning the earth side, which is more earthly um, than the celestial light. Got it. So, yeah. But, but what I was reading also was that, that there's not a lot of evi evidence about him historically being celebrated around this time that there was a resurgence in the 1970s when paganism um, was reborn. Um, and then he was, he was uh, brought, brought in at that time. So they don't know. It's very possible that historically he was celebrated around the fall equinox, but not a lot of, there's not a lot of evidence that shows that, that he may have been brought in around the 1970s with the resurgence of neo-paganism. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I just always associated equinox with equinox. Um, and then I think I, it's only been in the last few years that I've really uh, thought about what, what the, even the word Mabon meant. Like, what is that all about? What's about this God? So, um, but I don't know anything about him. And clearly, um, you know a little more than I do. <laughs> I tend to really follow, just, just like as a sidebar, I tend to really follow the wheel of the year based on what's happening, like, I guess, agriculturally, like what's happening seasonally and with the earth and with crops and all of that. And I haven't 
I, I tend to, in my own personal practice, not give a lot of energy to the gods and goddesses associated, um, I guess, outside of Bridget with the different holidays. That's just like something I'm noticing as we're having this conversation right now. <laughs> well, I think, well, I think that's, you know, I, um, I personally, I used to be way more when I first got into paganism, like as a, as a structure of a religion, I did research around that. And it, I guess it depends on where you're coming from. I mean, us as Americans, we don't have a lot of background in that, you know, like most of us, like I was, I was raised a Christian scientist. So I (laughs) I don't have any background at all. So um, looking at gods and goddesses is kind of a foreign concept, whereas the, you know, the idea of the earth, it's like, really, you see it, you know, it's outside mm-hmm. your window. It, it feels a little bit more organic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like it. So, it is organic. so what do we do? What do we do for fall equinox, Emily? Oh my what God, I don't do? know. No, I'm just kidding. I totally know. <laughs> um, <laughs> just planned a whole ritual so (laughs) i know i know it's true so traditionally some of the things that we have done and i say traditionally meaning like within our women's circle um we have honored both the harvest and the balance of that light and dark through creating a mandala um out of plants and things from our garden and you know things that we've harvested um so that's always a really cool, beautiful, and fun thing to do, especially like with your family. Like I know a lot of us are still not gathering, you know, in groups with friends and whatnot. Um, but this is something you can totally do on your own. It's very meditative to create a mandala. And if you don't know what a mandala is, or if you have never made one before, um, I would encourage you actually to look it up and to look at images of it because I'm afraid that my language will not translate as well as being able to visually see what a mandala is. Um, But essentially it's creating a circular pattern that is balanced um, throughout. So, and by balanced, I mean like, like it mirrors itself on either side, Um, which is actually a really fun thing to do when we've done it in a group because each person takes a turn stepping in and placing an item and then stepping back and then somebody else steps forward and places an item or two. So um, it's neat to watch how we each create balance within the symmetry of a circle. Um, So that's a cool activity that you can do. And even if you do it on your own, it still is very meditative and it is very honoring Um, and it's natural. So you can leave it and let the earth reabsorb it. You know, it can be an offering to the earth of gratitude. Yeah, we've made some really beautiful mandalas. Seriously. Wow. Like, and then just looking at all, like the different colors and textures and just like, wow, like um, just what this time of year has to offer, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible. Yeah, we so often think about summer as being that vibrancy of color and all of this, but actually fall is pretty powerful in what it has to offer as far Mm -hmm. as color and texture and like, you know, what you're saying, Veronica, there's just so many things that have come to fruition at this point that are in their full, like, embodiment of themselves. Um, 
so that's one option that you can utilize. Um, another option that we've done and that I actually do, even when we don't do it in our circle, um, is create fire cider. So um, this I need, is to, I need to make some of that. I do too, it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so Veronica, maybe being the herbalist, you can talk a little bit about what fire cider is and why somebody might want to make it. Yeah, well, fire cider um, is a whole bunch of amazing uh, immune herbs slash plants um, that is supposed to help stimulate your immune system. So key, ward off illness, um, depending on what you put in it, it could be high in vitamin C. Um, so this is, I mean, now is the time to start boosting up before, you know, the winter comes on, you know, traditionally in, in um, or typically in herbal medicine, you want to treat what's going to happen the season before. So your body has time to get um, absorb all the benefits of the plants and be ready to fight what's coming as opposed to like, oh, I'm going to deal with my immune system in winter when it's already being taxed. So now's the time. Um, things people put in there, garlic, horseradish, jalapenos, onion, um, onion ginger, Lemon. lemons, pepper, mm -hmm. um, a lot of stimulating um, herbs. And then you just, you pour in a, a apple cider vinegar and you want to um, cover all the plants. So you want to make sure that they're submerged. And then you might want to put fr fresh herbs in there too. Delicious. Like rosemary and sage and parsley. Um, and then you can bury it, which is super cool. So when, when you bury it, it absorbs like all that earth energy and it actually like when you bury it in the earth like um people do with kimchi sometimes it the temperature helps to preserve it and it also helps to um you know break down the plants and and have the medicine get into the vinegar so i think we did was you can do like i think we'd usually do new moon to new moon but you could do full moon to full moon and keep it, you know, in the ground for like a month. Yeah, I think we and even left it in the ground longer. Like I think last year or the year before, we actually did like six weeks and we did equinox to Samhain. Am I, am I right. remembering this right? Yep, yeah. yep. And if you don't have earth that you can dig or you don't have a space that you can put it, you can put it in a dark like closet or something. It's just that burying in the earth makes it so much more witchy. <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> you're like it's pretty awesome you're like yeah. you're like out there it feels really um i don't know just uh, like cave woman-y i guess to be digging your medicine <laughs> out of the earth yeah that's exactly. not the right term i can't even think of the right. i'm i'm like at a loss for words today i don't know what my deal is i either have too many words that aren't saying the right thing or not enough words to get my point anyway. Whew, I'll take over. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, Veronica, you take take this one. <laughs> so let's say you go uh, you know, four weeks to six weeks or whatever you're choosing the time frame, and then you want to strain out your plant material and you save the vinegar, and the vinegar is what you're gonna drink. Um, now it's gonna be very strong, and you know, depending on what you put in it, 
um, and maybe stronger, but you can take like, you know, a teaspoon, two teaspoons. It is like a real big pick me up, but you want to do it like on a daily basis to kind of just get your body, you know, warmed up, immune system cranking. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's super magical. Oh, another thing that we did one year that was really neat is like, we infused it with magic, like what we wanted for that uh -huh. season. So um, happiness, joy, warmth, health, you know, love, family. Um, right. So you can do it. that. We spoke it into that as we were put, you know, it's like each person brought an ingredient and then, you know, cut it up or whatnot. And then as we were putting it in the jar, we spoke to what, what it was. And we use a gallon jar. Um, when we do this collectively, I actually use a gallon jar when I do it on my own as well. Um. <laughs> That's cool. I only, I only do, I do a half gallon. Oh, do I, you? A whole gallon. Maybe I should do a whole gallon because I ran out early this year. So I know. Well, I love that stuff like a lot. So I love the vinegar. Um, it's also good on salads. Just, you know, if you wanted to mix it in. And just like a total non-magical sidebar, my dentist has informed me that apple cider vinegar eats the enamel on your teeth. So yeah. you may want to, uh, if you like it straight, like I do, um, you might want to drink water, squish water around in your mouth afterwards to dilute that, um, those effects on your teeth. That's just my public service announcement. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So apple cider vinegar is like, it's, it's amazing. Like it's good for your body. You know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do to celebrate the season. Mm -hmm. um, well, and then let's talk about apple magic for a minute, because this is harvest time for apples. Um, you know, this is, and apples are really cool. So if you've ever taken an apple and cut it in half, um, like down the middle, not not through the core, but like, well, through the middle of the core versus, help me, Veronica. <laughs> Just slice the apple in half. You'll and open you it up. There's star. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the cool thing about the star is it's the pentacle. It's got, you know, all the different um, elements are represented by the pentacle and the, the five points, but it's also your body, right? It's you're both your legs, your arms, and your head, that you are a star. You're a star. So um, <laughs> apples are really powerful in this way. They're good for you. They're good for your digestion. They have this, um, this kind of symbol of life within them. Um, they're also really a nourishing thing because they are one of the last fruits of summer right? So they're this kind of treat that you get to have as you move into fall. Sometimes you preserve them and you have them still in the winter. And if you preserve them correctly, they'll last a long time. Like apples will keep for some time if, you know, if you put them in the right place. Um, do you know more about apple magic, Veronica? I don't. Um, I know that, I mean, I, I hear apple magic and I mean, I've seen crafty, you know, a lot of crafts, um, projects done with apples, like, you know, making an apple candle or, you know, so using the apple in a craft as a way of like putting it on altar to celebrate the season because it is a symbol of the season. Um, but 
yeah, that's about all the, that I've, you know, seen it used and, um, but I love making, like making things with apples in them, you know, like cobbler and, um, you know, I'm making kombucha, so I'm, I'll make an apple cinnamon kombucha. Yum. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I know with apples, one of the things I've heard is that when you harvest apples, which by the way is a very fun thing to go do, um, but when you harvest apples, you should always leave some on the tree for the fairies, right? You don't want to take all the bounty because you have to leave some for the land and for the fairies and for the spirits of the tree and whatnot. So, so just keep that in mind if you're out. And one of our circle sisters actually sent me last night an apple, <clears throat> excuse me, an apple magic um, article. And one of the things they talk about in that article is about using apples for divination. So I had, cool. I hadn't heard of this before I thought, and then I read it and I was like, wait, I have heard of this before. Um, you know, we forget so many things that come into our consciousness, but one of the ways you can use this for divination, love divination is to peel the apple, keeping the peel in one long piece. And when the peel comes off, mm -hmm. drop it on the floor. The letter yes. it forms, see, you know too, the letter it forms is the first initial of your true love's name. <laughs> and oh, this is all like love, love divination. Check this one out, guys. Wait until midnight and cut an apple into nine pieces and then take the pieces into a dark room with a mirror. At midnight, begin eating the pieces of the apple while looking into the mirror. And when you get to the ninth piece, throw it over your shoulder. The face of your lover should appear in the mirror. You know, this, this feels like, you know, like slumber party stuff. It totally does. It totally either does. Slumber, either slumber party stuff or like the 1700s when a woman had to have somebody to marry, you know? Right? Yes. <laughs> and yes. You, were like, you were like totally screwed if you didn't have someone to marry. Like your whole life was like, you're going to be destitute, you know? Right. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. So funny. You know, one of the yeah. things I did as a kid with apples, and maybe some of you did this as well, but you carve a face into the apple. Like you peel it and you carve a face into the apple and then you let it dry and shrivel up. And it makes, and then it like basically is a head for an apple doll. And that's kind of a fun, um, fun activity to do that you could actually set an intention behind around, you know, honoring the season honoring abundance and putting that on your altar and watching the transition that occurs so as the apple starts to shrivel up it's also a symbol of what's happening outside um as you know all of the harvest comes to fruition and leaves start to fall from the trees and it's just this kind of beautiful representation of that birth and life and death and birth and you know the cycle that we all move through and the cycle that the earth is moving through. So that's just cool. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I did just want to, before we wrap up, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the ritual we're going to do in our group this year because it kind of speaks to the balance mm -hmm. piece. And that is, um, it's about a banishing slash what you're calling in. So um, there's that balance of letting what you need to let go of and what you want to bring in. And so that's the equinox balance of light and dark. Yeah. Um, so the ritual that, that um, is okay if I share this. 
I don't know. I'm okay with you share it, but I don't know if everybody's okay with you if you share it. Um, okay. So there you go. You know what? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already talking. So, um, so it's so what you do is you know you have a meditation and you figure out like what is it you need to let go. You uh, you have a group of you know in your group, or you can just do it yourself at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and you say out loud what it is that you're letting go of and you can rattle or drum or and you're just like really embodying this thing you need to let go of and you're just like letting it out yeah interpretive dance is encouraged yeah exactly whether you need to scream or like whatever that is and just like get it out and then and then you just like you know ground that down maybe lay on the earth just like ground that down and then take a moment to like breathe and then start to embody what you're wanting to call in. So what, what is it that I want to call in right now? And then say that and start dancing and calling that in whatever, you know, however you're needing to do that. So that's just kind of a quick synopsis of like banishing slash calling in ritual that you can do on your own. You could do with other people or what, you know, however, that manifests for you. And, um, well, yeah. and I would, so. I would just add to that, that in that moment before, like once you've banished something right before you call something in to really sit with that pause of what, what does that void feel like inside of you when you let something go? Like how much space is that thing you're letting go of taking up? And because you want to make sure that whatever you're letting go of, you're filling that space with the good juju, right? With that good energy of what you want to call in. And you need to know how much room that's taking up in your life before you can call something in to fill it, right? Nice. So anyway, that's just a little sidebar to (laughs) to invite you to really check in with yourself if you choose to do this ritual. So, so... Equinox. Equinox 2020. (laughs) (laughs) You can feast, you can harvest, you know, create an altar, whatever, whatever feels right for you. Totally. I love it. So, um, I hope that you all have a beautiful, wonderful, super magical equinox this year and every year. Um, and that you find some balance in that day and inside of yourself uh, and possibly think about what you're wanting to harvest to carry you through this darkness that's coming. Um, the darkness isn't a bad thing, it, but sometimes we need a little light when we're hanging out there. So that's all I got for today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Veronica. And thank you, wise women, for tuning in. And we will be talking to you next time. Until then, keep it magical. Thanks for tuning in to The Witch Next Door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the Anchor Support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign-up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it.
Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.